Hey, mommies and daddies, little ones, grandparents, other teachers, nannies, etc., etc., etc. This is Don, aka the Interactive Nanny, coming to you again live from Interactive Nanny's World, where love and play are interactive. I'm glad to be here with you guys this evening. Um, we have two things going on um, for the the um, episode today. The first part, we're going to be talking about some of the um, self-care, self-care ways that you can have self-care as far as mommy, mommy time, me time, or whatnot. So we're going to be talking about one of the, those ways, and those that's spa days and spa nights. And then we're going to um, read chapter three of Peter Pan. So without further ado, we'll get into the um, episode for this evening. Spa days and spa nights. At some point, we have to take time to take care of us. If we don't take care of ourselves, we won't be of any good to anybody else. So we have to make time for us. A little me time ain't never hurt nobody, which is so absolutely true. Every now and then, you just got to get a little moment for yourself. One of the ways to incorporate self-care is to have a spa day or spa night. There's nothing better than some good old pampering to heal and rejuvenate oneself. If you can, every now and then, splurge on a massage, facial, nails, mani-pedi, or whatever helps you to feel better body-wise. But you can also create these moments yourself and have your own spa treatments at home. Map out your days, day or days, get your own products, your Epsom salts, bath bombs, bubble bath, facial products, candles, um, your favorite spa sounds. You can find those on YouTube or music app. And there you have it. You can even go on YouTube or Pinterest and find your favorite manual petty routine for at home. Get you a little tea, wine, champagne, or whatever makes you happy. Just go for it. Fruits, little chips or whatnot um i mean i love my spa nights i have two spa nights for myself a week and those are wednesday nights and saturday nights hands down those and it's non-negotiable every now and then i may sort of shorten it or sort of adjust it a little bit depends on how i'm feeling most of the time i just go for it body scrubs i mean you can add it like i do my facial and night routine every night but spa day oh spa nights excuse me there are extra steps to just I, so that i can make sure i just get a little extra pampering in for myself so yeah i have my two spa nights every week and i love my spa nights um i go to the nail salon every other week i used to go on saturday mornings but i've started now going on monday or tuesday mornings I get there a few minutes before they open, so that right when they turn that open sign on, I'm right in there, you know, first in. It's quiet, it's peaceful, and now, you know, with everything being going on with the pandemic, I can get in and get out before the crowd comes. But, I mean, it's so cool. They're not rushing to finish me up so that they can get to the next client. The salon itself is absolutely beautiful, and the soothing sounds that they play over the PA system just does it for me it's calm I live for these moments I also have a morning and night skincare routine tailored just for me 
but on my like I said on my dedicated spa nights there's a little extra that I treat myself to I would advise you if you if you haven't started you should definitely get get you some spa days or spa nights as part of your self-care routine they will really really come in handy and you feel so much better and it's like it just does something for you when you just take that little moment for yourself so yeah mom or, or whoever nannies somebody's spa days and spa nights they work as part of self self-care so that's the um topic on our self-care topic one of the self-care topics that we talked about a couple of weeks ago and so now we are doing our chapter three in peter pan so if you got some little ones tell them to gather around chapter three and it's, it's entitled come away come away shortly after mr and mrs darling left the house the night lights in the nursery went out in their place was another much brighter light it flew around the, about the room, zipping from drawer to closet as if looking for something. It came to rest on top of a dresser. It turned out not to be a light at all, but a tiny fairy no bigger than a fist. She was dressed in an exquisite gown made from a leaf. Her name was Tinkerbell. The children did not see her because they were sound asleep. A moment later, the windows flew open and Peter dropped in. Tink, he called. Where are you? He spied her inside a glass jug. Come out of there and tell me where to find my shadow. The sound of tiny bells filled the room. It was fairy talk. And it told Peter his shadow was in the chest of drawers. Peter entered the drawers one by one until he found his missing shadow. He was so pleased to have his shadow back, he slammed the drawer closed without looking. Tinkerbell was left inside. Peter tried to stick his shadow to his feet but it would not stick. He wet it and rubbed it with soap, but the shadow refused to stay put. Peter sat on the floor and began to cry. This woke Wendy. Why are you crying, she said. Peter stood and bowed gratefully the way he had learned from the fairies. Wendy stood up in bed and bowed back. What's your name, Peter asked. Wendy, Maria, Mar- Angela, and Wendy, Mariah and Angela Darling, Wendy replied. What's yours? Peter Pan, Peter said. Where do you live? Wendy asked. Peter glanced out the window. Second to the right and then straight on to the morning, he said. What a funny address, Wendy said. Is that what they write on your letters? Peter frowned. I don't get letters, he said. Well, is that what they write on your mother's letters? Wendy asked politely. I don't have a mother, Peter said quietly, and I don't care to have one. Wendy went to Peter's side. No wonder you were crying, she said. I wasn't crying about mothers, Peter said indignantly. My shadow won't stay on. How awful, Wendy said, as she examined the wrinkled shadow. I shall sew it on, and with a needle and thread, she did just that. The moment the shadow was attached, Peter leaped with joy. How clever I am, he said, forgetting it was Wendy and not he who repaired his shadow. You're very conceited, Wendy said, and cocky too. She was upset. Peter changed his tone. Don't be upset, Wendy, he said sweetly. You are worth 20 boys. 
Wendy could not resist. Do you really think so, Peter, she asked. Yes, I do, Peter replied. He sat down on the side of the bed next to Wendy. Then I shall have to give you a kiss, Wendy said. Peter put out his hand to receive the kiss. He did not know what a kiss was. Wendy quickly handed him a thimble so his feelings would not be hurt. In return, Peter gave her an acorn button. She accepted it graciously. I shall wear it on a chain around my neck, she said. How fortunate that would be. Though just now, Wendy could not know why. Wendy was very interested in Peter. How old are you, she asked. Peter squirmed. I don't know. He said, I ran away the day I was born. What did you do? Why did you do a thing like that? Peter was very uncomfortable. I heard my father and mother talking about what I should be when I grow up, he said. At last, then looking with, then looking Wendy straight in the eye, he said sharply, I don't ever want to be a grown up. I want to stay a little boy and have fun. That's why I ran away to live with the fairies. Wendy's fascination grew. She asked dozens of questions about fairies. Then they seemed quite marvelous because her own life was so ordinary. Peter was surprised because fairies were a nuisance to him, even though he admitted he mostly liked them. Fairies begin when the first baby laughed. Peter exclaimed. The laugh broke into thousands of pieces and each became a fairy. Every boy and girl should have one, he added. But they don't believe in fairies. He turned quite serious. Did you know that each time a child says, I don't believe in fairies, a fairy dies? Suddenly, Peter remembered Tinkerbell, who had remained very quiet. Tink, he called. Wendy was thrilled to hear that there was a fairy in her nursery. Listen, Peter said gleefully. I believe I closed her in the drawer. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. The sound of tinkling bells came from the dresser. Peter opened the drawer, and Tinkerbell was angry as a hornet flew out. She landed on the cuckoo clock. Oh, cried Wendy with delight. She is lovely. I wish she were my fairy. Tinkerbell frowned and spoke rapidly to Peter in a tinkling bell sound that is fairy language. Peter could understand her quite well. What did she say, Wendy asked. She's not very polite, when Peter replied. She says you are a big ugly girl and that she is my fairy. Of course she can't be mine because I'm a boy and she's a girl. On hearing that, Tinkerbell flew angrily out of the room. Wendy wanted to know more about Peter. When he said he lived in Neverland with the Lost Boys, she was excited. It must be such fun, he said. she said. But we're lonely, Peter said. There are no girls, you see. Only boys who have fallen out of their carriages are sent to Neverland. Girls are much too clever for that. No girls, Wendy said. John would like that. He really despises girls. On hearing that, Peter kicked John soundly out of the bed. Hold on for one second, guys. Okay. That upset Wendy. You may be captain in Neverland, she said, but you're not captain here. She softened her tone, for she knew Peter did not mean to hurt John, who didn't even wake up. Since you meant to be kind, you may give me a kiss, I mean a thimble, she said, remembering that Peter thought a kiss was a thimble. The moment she leaned forward for the kiss, Tinkerbell flew into the room in rage. She tugged Wendy's hair so hard.
profoundly. Ouch, Wendy said. Why did she do that? She didn't realize that Tinkerbell was jealous. Peter walked into the window. It's time for me to go, he said. Wendy was very disappointed. She was more disappointed when Peter told her the real reason he had come to the nursery window the first time. It was to hear the wonderful stories your mother tells you, Peter said. Now I must go back to Neverland to tell the boys the story she told about the prince. Oh, don't go, Wendy Big. I know lots of stories. A selfish look crossed Peter's face. He grabbed Wendy by the arm and tugged her toward the window. Come with me and tell the boys your stories, he said. Wendy held back. I can't, she said. I must think of my mother. And besides, I can't fly. I'll teach you, Peter exclaimed. You could tell us stories and tuck us in at night. Then he smiled in a cunning way. Oh, we respect you so, he added. You could sew our clothes and make pockets for us. We have none, you see. And you could see a mermaid. Oh, Wendy exclaimed with delight. Can you teach John and Michael to fly too? If you like, he said with a shrug. Wendy shook the boys away. Wake up, she cried. Peter Pan is going to teach us to fly. Peter took to the air as the darling children watched with awe. It looked very easy. Let me try, John shouted. He leaped into the air but fell down at once. Peter had not told the children one must have fairy dust blown on them first. He liked to tease them that way. He quickly blew some fairy dust onto each child. Now wiggle your shoulders like this. Peter said with a wiggle of his shoulders, and let's go. The children did as Peter said and immediately rose into the air. Look at me, he shouted. Look at me, look at me. We shall go with you, Wendy called. There will be mermaids, Peter said, and pirates. Pirates, John exclaimed. Then what are we waiting for? Peter swirled around the room like a bird, though the children weren't quite as graceful as that. Nana heard the commotion. She tugged at her chain until it pulled loose. She ran to the house where Mr. and Mrs. Darling were attending their party. Something had happened at home. Mrs. Darling exclaimed as Nana bounded into the room. She and Mr. Darling rushed home with Nana at their heels. Then they ran into the house and raced upstairs. The children laughed as they soared around the room. Suddenly, the bedroom window blew open. A tiny voice from a distant star caught Peter's ears. Beware, the voice said. Peter knew there wasn't, wasn't a moment to lose. He flew into the night sky. Come with me, he shouted, and John and Micah and Wendy flew out the window to join them. At that moment, Mr. Darling threw open the nursery door, but the room was empty as a bird cage after all the birds have flown away. Okay, guys, so that was the end of chapter three of our story, Peter Pan. And so we'll come back Saturday and we'll um, discuss another self-care topic for our adults. And then we'll get into chapter four of Peter Pan. So until then, this is Don, a.k.a. the Interactive Nanny, signing off from Interactive Nanny's World, where love and play are interactive. I encourage you guys to like, subscribe, and share. And we'll be back Saturday for a, a new edition of the podcast. Thanks. This is Don from Interactive Nanny's World. Thanks. Bye-bye.